Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We're recording our 550th episode. Woo woo! (laughs) I don't even understand sometimes how we've done this for so long, but I love it. It's still one of my favorite things we do. And I'm excited to jump into May's profit report. There has been way more behind the scenes than normal. What do you say? Yo, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me speaking gibberish because my brain is fried with how much we've been working lately. <laughs> I know. It all started in May. No, it did. It May was like, oh, that hot girl summer you were planning. <laughs> you're gonna be it's a, it's a you're gonna be summer. busy, but like, and it's good stuff. It's not like this. Like, oh my god, we're so busy. We wanted oh, this no, stuff to yeah. happen. Like, they were all intentional choices. Things we planned. And it's a lot. Things we planned. Things we asked for. Things we put out into the universe. Things we just made happen. Like, it's all all good. I'm all excited about it because I do think we've, we've talked about this in the last couple episodes, but we are moving into a season of growth. And with that, there's some big girl things that we've had to start doing and start thinking about both when it comes to staffing and projects and programs and changes and all of it. And how we want to set our business up for success long-term. But let's start with hiring. It was a month of new peeps for sure. Of new faces. Yeah. So one of the big things that led kind of new faces coming in is that we did decide to close out a relationship we had with an agency. And we really decided to bring some stuff in-house instead regarding social media. This has been an interesting conversation In a lot of communities, I feel like, I mean, over the years, it's not new, where like as your business grows and you've been the person doing all of your posting, doing all of your writing, doing literally everything, how exactly do you hand that off when you don't want to have to be doing all of that anymore? 
And I think the lessons that we've learned is that there's a little bit of happy balance between, yes, there's stuff you can delegate. Yes, there's stuff you can offload. And there's still some things that are really important for your vision to be a big part of. And so we figured out what I am really hopeful and excited for is a new routine, a new rhythm, some new faces working together in tight relationship with me, me and Abby working together, and then me and the team working together to make some new marketing happen, some new messaging happen. We're in the thick of it right now, but a lot of those new faces came in in May. Yeah. So we we went through and decided to bring on three new faces. And then I think we talked about one last month that we talked about hiring a like junior designer, but we moved forward with hiring two other people in relation to social media. The first person's role is really focused around, you know, not just scheduling content, but helping us manage comments, DMs, ad comments, our Facebook community, both moderation and like helping you guys get the right links and tools and guidance that already exists. My husband has been doing a lot of this already, mostly as a very kind unpaid volunteer, but (laughs) we officially moved him into the role and to help like make that relationship as like smooth as possible, we decided strategically that Emily is his main point of contact and he's on the social team, which I don't necessarily interact with on a regular basis. So not that Jared and I haven't been able to work together in the past and have like a fluid relationship, but just to be honest and upfront, we, we decided that that would make it feel the most like a job for him, but also separate the marriage from any potential thing that could pop up. Not that anything has, but you know, you want to plan for things that you don't expect. Yeah. We also brought on a junior copywriter, which I am so excited about. Another lesson I feel like we've learned over the years is that, and I think we touched on this last month, but copywriting comes in a lot of different forms, right? There are people who are really, really good at certain niche aspects of copywriting. You have sales copy, long form blog content, email marketing copy, ad content, social media copy. We used to look at all of those as like, well, I mean, we used to do all of those. And so it was just Abby and I writing for all of those different aspects. And then it was kind of me doing like, social marketing, selling kind of content. And we brought on Miranda, who was doing some community management at the time, but really excelled in long form copywriting. And so she took over our newsletters and our blog writing and has done a phenomenal job. What we found was Miranda and I both loathe writing social media captions. I can write a social media caption that's like a mini blog post and I can like talk for days, but those short like, but beneficial captions are really difficult for both Miranda and I to wrap our heads around. And so we kind of just like ignored it. That was one of the reasons why we wanted to work with an agency. Maybe we can have a different set of eyes on here. And it turns out I would rather give direction and brainstorming to like, here's what this post could say. Here's the point that it could make and have someone who's really eloquent and funny and lighthearted and energetic come in with a really cool caption. And I'm really excited to see Casey's work come out over the next couple of weeks because getting that off my plate has been really great. (laughs) 
I think the interesting piece of that, even though I haven't interacted with her much at all yet, I think personality plays a lot into it. And what I like about Casey is that she's a lot like you guys. Like, she's a busy mom. She's witty. She's funny. She's kind of blunt and to the point. And I think that comes over in her writing and very much matches the style that we've had to date. But as we expand, like, it's necessary to have more people who can convey your thoughts and ideas in a bigger way. And I... I've always been hesitant to offload that because it just is really hard to capture not only your voice, but when you get to the point where you're no longer approving every word that goes out about your business, you have to own it as if it were your own, even if it's not. And if you've watched anything that's gone on in social media in the last year, that's kind of a scary place to be. Yeah, I think it could be scary. Here's the cool thing, though, and just to remind our audience, but also to remind you, since you're not in these meetings or department as heavily, my eyeballs are the last eyeballs that go out on every single piece of copy that leaves this entire business for our ads, for our blog, for our newsletters, and for social media. I deliberately set it up to where I'm the last eyeballs before stuff goes out. So while I brainstorm and I don't write the entire caption generally, I am looking at it and tweaking it and editing it. And at least at this point, I think that is still crucial and necessary to honor our brand voice and to also protect our brand messaging, especially as we're like bringing on a new team member and getting into a new groove. Right. So on the hiring front, we weren't, we didn't stop there. Like we've had, we've gone from this agency to three new people kind of managing what I would call the social department. But we also have like a, it's almost an auxiliary position, so to speak, because it's still social media related, but she's kind of off in her own world. Not that that's a bad thing, but you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of separate thinking. It's separate strategy. And so we did end up hiring a Pinterest manager. We've worked with a Pinterest manager in the past. We've also done and DIY'd it ourselves for a long time. I think just with the volume of content we have, it's not a strategy we want to ignore. And we have ignored it in the past and it's still done okay. Well, if you guys remember, we invested in SEO assistance earlier this year. And so we're like, well, yeah. if we're actually going to pay attention and spend money on this piece of the puzzle, we might as well round it out to make all of the right. content work for us in a bigger way. Right. Right. So we're not just writing blog posts that never get seen. We're making sure tactfully that they are ranking organically with keywords that we want to put out into the world. And similarly, Pinterest has its own kind of set of rules and requires its own set of knowledge because it changes a lot. And we could keep up to date. I'm not telling you you can't DIY it. Honestly, if if you get Tailwind and you're willing to sit down once a month or once every other week for a couple hours max, like you could totally knock this out easily. But I do like having kind of the extra knowledge because there's some advanced things we're doing that I don't think I would feel totally confident in DIYing. The main one being able to track conversions from Pinterest. In the past, we could see 
clicks or saves, but we didn't really necessarily know what was being effective. And now we can track results in terms of actual dollars that were driven from Pinterest. And so our goal is to connect this all together. And we'll talk more in June about the kind of additional analytics and dashboards that we're building out that connect all of these pieces together. But it's just if we're going to put all this time and energy into producing a high quality podcast and writing super intentional content, to not pay attention to how it's distributed is just really goofy. So we are trying to take ourselves seriously and do that. Right, right. The next person, I, I think the last person for this month, I'm super, super excited about this one. This this person like, you know, hits different than everyone else. We got what slid into our DMs with Katie? Yeah, Katie slid into our DMs. It was really funny because Emily and I had already been talking about this position and said, we're going to look for someone intentionally this summer. We did this really goofy thing and I just did it yesterday too. (laughs) We did this goofy thing where Abby and I like, we'll chat and brainstorm about, okay, what do we want in the business and who do we want to hire next? Or what do we want to do next? Or what do we want clarity on next or whatever? And then we'll like literally sit and like say it out loud to whoever or whatever is listening. And y'all this year, it has been like freaky on point. Oh, it's very bizarre. Very bizarre. Because we talked about it and less than 48 hours later. And I don't even, maybe I had side mentioned something in a podcast. Maybe. But like, oh, I know exactly what I did. I posted on my Instagram stories and I was like, yeah, making plans to hire for our next position. But I like didn't say what it you was. Didn't what I didn't it say was. what qualifications we were looking for. I wasn't even ready to start looking at all. But then Katie slid into our DMs and she's like, well, I've been waiting for you to hire for this position so I can apply. And I was like, what? I was like, I've been basically waiting to send you my resume. And we're like, well, send it. <laughs> but it was funny. And it was a good one. It was funny because it's like exactly what we were looking for. And Katie has some really unique experience. So we hired her on as the program director to kind of spearhead all of our products. But her first kind of main task is going through survey data that we have for, I mean, literal years of survey data, and then also building out new surveys to really get to know both our current members and students, but also figure out the people that aren't purchasing, like, why? And like, how could we improve? And how could we improve the product? How could we make our messaging more clear? All of that. Katie brings a unique set of experience. She's she's managed over 20,000 members with a $10 million budget annually with her work as a membership director at a YMCA. And I was just really impressed with her knowledge around... Because even though it's a totally different kind of membership, the kinds of metrics you need to be paying attention to, the kinds of issues that you come up with, with retention and churn. And And the way that you phrase questions to get an answer you can actually do something with. Right. It's all, that's all translates. That all translates. And so Katie had her first full month in May and we've already had some incredible, exciting kind of findings from it that are really going to set us up kid you not for the next year we already have until you hear what's coming up 
I'm going to yell about it with you because it's so good. There's so many great things coming in regards to every aspect of our business. Like not just the free content we put out into the world, but our paid programs and communities. Like you guys are going to have your mind blown wide off. Like it's just, (laughs) it's so exciting to be at this space. And I think we've haven't had the headspace in a while to figure out how to improve We've just been doing, we've been doing, but we've been implementing a system to make it easy to duplicate. Like with the shop, for instance, we have a launch every single month with new content that comes out every single month. It took us a while to get our footing onto how to put that out into the world and have it feel fairly seamless and not like a huge, massive project for the team. But now that that's and I wouldn't say on autopilot, it definitely still takes work and time. But now that that's super systematized, we can go back and look at how can we improve? Where do we want to spend our time? What does growth look like for this product or this program? And I'm pumped. Me too. Me too. So that rounds off the new faces that joined Boss Project team in May or really got started in May. And I'm really, really excited over the coming months to give you updates on these new teams, these new projects that we're working on, because I really, I think you guys are going to love it. So what actually happened in May, there were like two kind of big events and then, and then one, another big girl kind of action decision that we took. So we had a live freaking launch, a live webinar. Do you remember? Barely. I barely remember. It's been a little over a month since it happened. And I'm like, (laughs) wait, what? So if you guys remember a couple months ago, we had noticed, you know, in our monthly recurring revenue that payments were dipping and we were like, what, what's happening? And we like literally just looked back at the last year and we had realized, oh, we haven't done an SA launch in over a year now. So those 12 month payment plans are starting to fall off and you don't realize how beneficial stacking is until the stacking starts to get lower and lower and lower. And so we've made a mental note to have a live launch sooner next year, uh, which maybe is all going to change now. Who knows? But we decided to have a, a live launch for the webinar. And it's one of those things, the way that we live launch now, I'm a huge fan of because previously our live launches felt, it felt like our entire business relied on the success of this launch. It felt like all 110% of our team's energy, our energy needed to go into this launch. It felt like we needed to be on our toes the entire time, making different decisions, making it work better, changing something, doing something here, and that stressed us the F out. It's stressful to have like your self-worth tied into a launch like that. It's stressful to have all of your funds for your business tied up into a launch like that. How we've been restructuring it for over a year now is where we're, we look at it, some of it's just mindset stuff. Like it still has the same like positive impacts on our business, but the headspace is now, well, we're, all we're doing is redoing the webinar. That's all we're doing. So we like to redo the webinar at least once a year, but preferably twice a year. We're just refreshing it. We're going to like tweak it, make it a little bit better, talk to our audience, get to hang out with them. And what comes from that comes from that. And it's, Honestly, like it feels so much better to me than how we used to do our live launches. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was intense previously and caused a lot of 
I wouldn't say tension, but just like extra unnecessary stress. So I think it was a much more simplified, laid back launch. And we were, we're going to have some bigger ones coming up later this year. And that's totally cool. Oh, yeah. But it, it just allows us that place to get a refresh on it and renew some stuff, go back and look at some stuff. Like right now, I know Emily's since we just wrapped up a new live version, she's going back and looking at some of our emails for our evergreen version of this program webinar workshop thing thing <laughs> and refreshing that to just better match the messaging that we've gotten clarity on. So I'm excited to see that stuff roll out as we move forward. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. The other event that happened, and then you can talk about this last piece. I took a vacation in May, you guys. Good for you, girl. First time in a long time, my mom and I went on a vacation. We used to do a uh, trip, just her and I, every year. I think it started when I was like, I turned 16 or something. And she was like, I can either keep buying you birthday presents or we can like just take a really cool trip once a year. And I was like, let's do that. So we used to do that every year. We've gone to a lot of cool places. And then when my daughter was born, it just like felt weird doing it. I don't know. I felt different. And so it's been over four years since we had gone on a trip together. And finally, we were just like, why are we not going? Like, there's no reason for us to not go still. And so we decided to go out to Carmel in California. It was incredible. You guys, if you guys want a little getaway to a cute little town that has a shit ton of wineries, it's the place to be. <laughs> it was so Do you good. feel like it gave you a refresh? on your headspace and the way you were looking for? Yeah, it definitely wasn't as like zoned out as, you know, our trips to Mexico generally are because when we go to Mexico, we're just like, we literally do nothing. And it's just B and I who go and like, we just hang out and eat and go to the pool and whatever. This one was like, we had to decide where we were going to eat. We had to decide what we were doing for the day. We had to like walk everywhere. And then just being my mom, like we talked like literally the entire time. And so it was a different kind of trip. Like it was good because I got away, but like my, my brain didn't really settle as much as I maybe wanted it to. Sure. Sure. And sometimes you need both. Like I, I know I'm someone who thrives on like adventure gives me some kind of break that what you're talking about, where you're just totally zoned out doesn't and vice versa. So I'm glad you got away. I have not made any plans. We don't talk about it hardly at all. But because my 94 year old grandmother lives with us, and she needs care. It's been interesting trying to figure out what makes sense. And when can we get away? And what does that look like? And who cares for her in the meantime? And because it's also new, still, We haven't taken any trips since we moved into the new house, but I'm hopeful that more, more like fall, winter will get away. I think Jared's kind of mental headspace is because we have a pool, like we can just totally zone out in our own backyard. And then when it gets cold again and we don't want to be outside at our own house, then we can look at leaving. Yeah. You need somewhere to go. Yeah. You, you can come to my hot tub then I when it gets here. I can't wait. We've already talked about uh-huh. getting one, but knowing it doesn't come until next year is just crazy. Yeah. It's going to be a minute. <laughs> Whatever. Well, the the other big girl decision we made, not that I need to like say we're adults, but some days I <laughs> I feel like I'm a kid operating a business and then I have some kind of random wake up call and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm that was real. I am an adult now. Okay. One of the things we talked about a couple months back was what does it look like for Boss Project to serve us in other ways? 
And not just in the programs and products that we offer, not just in our social media and our content, but like, how can we expand the business in in ways that aren't as dependent on the thing we've built? And so we have talked about investments in a couple of different ways. Like we talked about, do we want to look at investments from like a buying property and rent it out to someone? Do we want to invest in another business and own equity? And I think all of those things are still true. How how and when we get there is still a question mark for me. But we decided we're going to take like a baby step on this. And we decided to move a big chunk of our business savings into a more investment style account which which essentially means the business now owns stock and bonds and equity stake in other businesses but in a in a more holistic sense rather than saying we own a percentage of this specific company we own a percentage of lots of different companies and we own it in the same way that you would if you purchase mutual funds as an individual, but the business owns the account. The cool part is we can ride the wave of the stock market. Now, will that always work out for us? Not necessarily. Like like any kind of investment, it still runs its own risks, but we, we decided what made sense for us risk tolerance wise and what we were looking for. And to be honest, our main objective was to just beat inflation because our savings account is kind of terrible. <laughs> like it was yeah. as most savings accounts are. It was not it was not earning interest in any sort of right home version, I suppose. And so even just in the couple weeks, month that it's been there. I'm already excited about what that looks like and what it could look like more long-term. Well, you want to share numbers? Let's jump into the numbers. So even though all this shit was going down, we um, still ran our normal business and we still have reoccurring profit and reoccurring revenue. And so we have very similar numbers to what we've been seeing. The first of which is the shop. Uh, the shop hit right around 55%, which was no shock. We've we've had stable but slow growth the first part of this year. Strategy Academy bumped up a bit in large part to the launch that we did and hit at 27%. Now, I do want to talk about affiliate income for a second, which didn't talk about this because it we didn't do anything this month specifically, but shit did go down in regards to affiliates in May. A couple months ago when we we're like, we're going to do this thing. And then we hope that it like stacks up and it actually like has a bigger impact on something. Guess what? Boom. We did it. <laughs> so the investing in content being super strategic, working on SEO it is paying off and we started to see the kinds of conversions that we were really looking for. But the interesting part is I like mentally was expecting it to be, okay, here's what we're doing organically with all our other kind of stuff that's just been working. And then 
it'll just like slowly grow from there. No, it was like, boom. <laughs> it was like, oh, you want to pay attention to me? Okay, here I am. Hi. Yeah. We captured a really popular keyword and ranked super high and it started working for us. And so we and the keyword is tied to a conversion. So right. Yay. Not just <laughs> not just clicks, but converting those people over. And so while our affiliate is only 9%, that stuff is growing significantly. And I'm excited to see what it looks like going forward. Because like we mentioned a couple episodes ago, we really are trying to work with less affiliates, but be more strategic with the ones we are working with. And that is definitely proving to be helpful and important. Now, the last piece of the puzzle is no surprise, Trello 8%. It's basically holding steady at where it's been. It's a little lower than where it was this time last year, but I think that's in large part due to the shop being more than double what it was this time last year. So we have significantly grown the business. I really should, I will do my due diligence at the end of next quarter, do a comparison to the first half of last year compared to the first half of this year to kind of give you guys a contrast because we've definitely grown in revenue and thus have hired a lot of people to serve the business that we have today, but also the one we're growing into. We are, because we are in that season of growth, making some decisions that if we hadn't done what we've done for the last year and we hadn't built up a savings and we hadn't built up a cash flow, they're not things I would be comfortable with. But because we've done all that work, we are strategically deciding to basically skirt the line of break even so that we can really invest in people that we see potential with. We only saw a 1% profit because of that this month, but I'm not worried. In fact, I'm really excited. I'm like definitely nervous excited. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I think more so than in the past, I, I'm confident that we're going in the right direction and we continue to reflect on what roles do we need? Where does that look like? a couple months from now, six months from now. And I definitely think there's still an evolution to be had. Yeah. Well, there will be an update for that for next profit report. Absolutely. We did have some higher expenses, which is why profit was low. Our COGS weren't terrible. Um, Our goal is 30%. We hit it 32. Ads was 28%. So fairly on target there. Contractors is definitely a little higher than I would like, but again, we're we're talking about trying to keep things the same but grow revenue rather than worrying about cutting expenses. And so our contractors were about 35%. However, there was a project thrown in there that was a one-time project and that made up 3% of the overall revenue. So it's it's definitely close to where I want it to be. I, I'd love to, before the end of the year, get it back down to more like 25% so that we do have a, a heftier profit margin. But in due time. I, I very much see in the next quarter of months that starting to tick back down because yes. revenue is increasing. 
Well, that's the goal, (laughs) ma'am. That's the goal. We're working towards it diligently. And there's obviously a lot going on behind the scenes to take us to that next phase. But I'll I'll be curious. I can't wait to listen back to this like a year from now because I... It'll be cute. It'll be cute. I really, truly feel like what the season we're going into will radically change what you know of Boss Project today. In all the best ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to share those new things with you. We are ironing up some things, buttoning down some details, pressing shirts of strategies. I get to keep going along with my analogies. And so we cannot wait to share them with you. But until then, if you have any questions, comments, or shares that you want to do regarding your own profit or strategies, please do not hesitate to reach out over on Instagram at Boss Project. We see every single DM respond to every single message, sometimes with a voice memo of our own thoughts. That's true. And we absolutely love to hear what's going on in your business. We'll chat with you guys on Instagram. See you later. Bye. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.